I'm going to move a shopping cart around and scream at birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Martial Mind Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the history of the Tai Chi that we do. We're going to be recapping on what it's like to get back into training after a big, big, big event. And also talking about identity and who we are with martial arts, without martial arts, and what it's like when you finally find your purpose. <laughs> I'm joined by John and Ryan, and we are three students of Shaolin Kung Fu, exploring the way martial arts affects our view on the world. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with Ed and John. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, bros. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm here, and it's a thing, and we're gonna, and we're gonna, oh no, and suddenly become the Cosby Show. Okay. So a couple of announcements real quick. Uh, Ryan and I, at this time of recording, are in the midst of building a website and coming up with some merch, like maybe some t-shirts, some hoodies, you know what yeah, I mean? we already Stuff got the like mug, that. we already got the sticker, and then we got and, the t-shirt. And tis the season for a nice hoodie, you know what I mean? Tis the Ooh. season for a nice hoodie. And then once we hit New Year's, I think it's time for the Martial Mind AR-15. <laughs> it sounds, sounds good to me. For all of your long-range defense needs. <laughs> it just fires feet at people. <laughs> so you can do Kung Fu at long distances. Yeah. <laughs> Fits the Fury. Yeah. Just, just little, little tiny fists. Fist. Fury. There's little fists in each bullet. Um, the barrel shape especially for fists. The roundhouse had it's like, it's like that, that bullshit CSI ballistics nonsense where it's like the the, 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 the marks on the, on the bullet are shaped just like fists. We know exactly what <laughs> rifle this came from. Mother of God. Wait, what? what did you just say? You know what I'm talking about? I, like, I, heard the ta- report. I heard the tail end of it. And they have we... like those fake ballistics experts on CSI shows and stuff that, are, that oh. could like detect like what kind of gun yeah. the bullet was fired from, which yeah. is totally not real, by She's the way. She's got striations on her nostrils. She yeah. must but have yeah, been Yeah, so strangled. we're excited for that. Uh, guys, go as of right now. There is no website still, so still go to Marshall Mindcast on Instagram. Uh, click that link. Become a Patreon supporter and help support the mission of us bringing this content to the world continually. Um, so to dive right in, today was a pretty good day. It was your guys' first day t- uh, really training after the test, right? So it's yeah. been like a little bit over a week. It gave your body like a some full rest, week off, right? Yeah, same here. I didn't because I'm a man, um, <laughs> but you know, damn, shots fired. <laughs> I also didn't test, so. True, yeah. You were not put through uh, the what trauma. What sort of man are you? You're not what traumatized. Sort of man are you? You're not you testing t- when you don't You should have tested an Eros even though you've already acquired your black sash. Dude, I always imagine that, like, like getting to black and then just, like, still being, like, telling Sigma, like, hey, like, I'm just going to, like, kind of just follow along with the test in the background. Is that okay? He would fucking murder you. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna like, come you, in oh, there. you want to test again, motherfucker? We'll, we'll test you again, you know? And then they just, like... Take me out back and shoot me in the head. Every, every <laughs> it's like old over. yeller. Yeah. Guess what? You quit. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna kill you like an old dog in the, in, 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 in the Appalachian Mountains. Just shoot you in the head. Oh my so God! Hurt. Every black sash class for the last six months is gonna be with the next six months would just be absolute murder. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible because I'm there now and they're like, oh well, yeah, that that hypothetical situation's excluded. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, look because, at this loser. But yeah, I just love that. Like, I, I feel like the well, I don't know. It's like. It's like it's like guys, don't worry. Like I already know. I already think it's gonna be hard, and know it's gonna be hard. Like it's like, but like the murdering. It's kind of you know. It's it's kind of it's kind of the the typical you know. Same thing with with John. Like with you guys going to the intermediate class. The first couple ones are like super super bad usually, or they're like super overwhelming. But then they kind of just get you know, you get acclimated. Yeah, I'm I'm fully expecting that for sure. And Jenny told me she went to hers uh, her first one, which um I still haven't been able to go to class. I got a private with uh, Sigong just to learn the material. I've been working on that. But um, yeah, she told me that she was just absolutely like housed from that, like yeah. really uh, 
really pushed past the limits. It was overly oh, intense, dude. and Sifu said it was totally on purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I mean, usually, but, usually but, is. But not even that. It's, it's, it's not even that it was intense because my first intermediate class was an absolute fucking murder show, um, and I think you were there, probably. I think it was, and remember, it was like just an hour and a half of like just basic techniques back and forth. It was just the basics. I'm looking forward to longer length too. I I, I like that it's it's. Longer we know you hour. are, John. We what? know you love the longer length. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Big, nice, <laughs> the longer, girthy, long class, right? Yeah. I need a nice, ample, nice class. throbbing, a nice throbbing class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> extra veiny class, veiny, <laughs> veiny class. <laughs> a good class that can fill me up or just make me better at kung fu. Whichever, I don't know. Oh no! Oh god! Whichever is fine. I'm open to both options. Forbidden episode. We're in the um, deep water, boys. Oh god, Jesus Christ! But yeah, no, they did beginner tongue bitch one. They didn't even do up to the eagle kicks. They did beginner. They did a beginner form. They did um. It's Ryan's demo form. Beginner tongue bitch one. You know oh. the thing that he does whenever we perform, and then he has like the big spinny kicks in it. No. Oh well. I don't, know if, I don't know. I don't know if John's been to a demo before. I've never been to a demo event. Oh yeah. well, we are performing this Saturday at the Dragon Boat Festival. Yeah, you're or next Saturday. That, if you're free. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Uh, I would like to. I got to check my schedule. I know I have. Oh, the seventeenth. That's the day after the ceremony, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I might be booked, but um, if I'm not. John will be there. there. Yeah, John will right. be there. Yeah, we- weekends are hard for me to get free. I'm always working. Well, you can always take the ferry back. right from Port Jeff if you're in the afternoon. Cool. All right. Because it's be in Port Jeff Village. But Port- that's besides the point. So we had some uh, some interesting activity on the Discord. Activity? The first thing yes. I would like to shout out is to Mr. Cam. Cam. Uh, Cam. Which I think this is his first time. Um, messaging in the in the chat we had asked him to introduce himself Welcome, but he said i've been a hapkido black belt since 2008 and haven't advanced my training much since then due to various real reasons and lots of lazy ones <laughs> thank you for the honesty yeah, yeah that's really cool man. Uh, yeah absolutely um you guys have lit the fire again with all the testing talk recently i'm now booked for my second don test in march of next year so thanks boys he says thank you yeah, and yeah, we're man. really excited. Like that's the whole point. You know, what I mean, that's that's the whole point. That keeps us going. Yeah, absolutely. This is that a bad time to announce going. that we're all quitting kung fu. Actually, yeah, today, actually, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be pursuing my career as a pastry chef, <laughs> so I can no longer be a part of this. I've decided to whittle. I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to be whittler. professionally homeless. <laughs> <laughs> the most skilled one on the planet. I, mean, I, I have a tent, uh, like a whole box full of D batteries and an air mattress. I'm good. I'm going to make something work. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to move a shopping cart around and scream at birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could pick up like schizophrenia at the store like that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my God. You're contagiously crazy at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like Joker's laughing gas. Oh, you know? oh my God. Um, but, yeah, no, that's really awesome, man. I, I really am, uh, you know, humbled. That, what? What? We no, answered Cam's question on a tangent. Sincere. No, 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 I'm not laughing. I'm just, I'm just making a picture of it like... Like the laughing gas are just like, what's the bad effect of this? It's like everyone after this looks like Jack Nicholson. Like, like, <laughs> everyone has a bad face after this, oh, no. buddy. It's like, oh, oh no. So never. Anyway, anyway sorry, so this Cam. is this is episode twenty-two. So thanks for sticking with us for this long, guys. <laughs> um, episodes twenty and twenty-one at this point in time have not yet been posted, but we're still recording. So we're a little bit ahead of the game with recording. So the date is September sixth. Yeah. So hopefully, as of right now, we will be a little bit more stacked up with episodes. So thank stacked. you guys for bearing with us. Yeah. Um. Now I had said in the Discord again, click that link in our Instagram. 
or go to the website, which the, the URL for the website is marshallmindcast.com. So you can go ahead and bookmark that now, uh, marshallmindcast.com. Um, I'm also going to be getting a couple different URLs just for like mm. for like a shorter one, maybe like mmpc.com, yeah. just for mmpc.me or something like that. I, I got to look into it, but marshallmindcast.com is the domain we already have. It's just not live yet as of this moment. It may be, and you will know yeah. if you were in We need your cool kids to bookmark it. You know yeah. what I mean? Next to your Roblox and your hentai or whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you can do. it always hentai? All right, it always so, comes back to the anime yeah, titties. Yeah, anime titties aside. <laughs> so I, I, had said, I had said in the uh, Discord chat that um, check-in time, the test is over, and we want to shift the attention back to you, the listeners. So we are going to be you know, really trying to deliver others-driven content. Um, and I had asked for anybody to, to ask some questions, and the always reliable Matt has... Um, blessed us with basically a full episode's worth of questions that we can answer today. He's basically the fourth man. That's pretty good. Yeah, dope. yeah. He's, he's the fourth guy on the podcast, pretty much. <laughs> um, also, Ryan, remind me, he sent us some videos. He gave the tour of his basement on his Instagram. I haven't watched them yet because I wanted them to be like oh, cool. fresh when I watched them with you. Cool. So we'll send you a message later, buddy. Um, but again, so... He said, so one question he has, do the three of you have any future proofing for when you get older physically whilst still practicing Kung Fu? I'm nearing 50 and wished I'd take better care of the little things we take for granted like muscle retention, flexibility, and stamina. Are there any physical treatments like a massage to help with aging bodies? So luckily, uh, that's what I do luckily, for Luckily, I'm, I'm a um, massage therapist. Yeah, so I so. can help out. With <laughs> Ryan is not a real massage. <laughs> Ryan works one of those places that just says foot spa on the outside. <laughs> um, they give you haircuts too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> haircuts and blow drops. That's <laughs> <laughs> they also change your oil badly in your car. <laughs> but that being said, it's not the only solution. You know, massage, acupuncture, they're great. But the, re- the, the issues that I have, and I can't speak to anywhere else except for New York, and I might catch some flack for saying this, but fucking sue me i'm not calling anybody out by name we have the best bagels <sighs> we so. do have the best and bagels pizza. so like and pizza i mean like you can't fuck with that that's that's besides the point it's fair um it's like we used to have a joke about guitar players too back in the day and like all goes the same it's like how many guitar players does it take to change a light bulb like 10 nine to say they can and one who actually can do it Amazing. you know and it's like it, it's it's uh it's very much so the same you know mm. i i haven't had a lot of great results with with acupuncturists around here i haven't had a lot of great results with massage therapists around here there are, are a few key people that i go to mm-hmm. um and that's what you really got to do is you kind of got to like waste a bunch of money and find the right person. Maybe we'll get lucky on the first time, but it really is about the practitioner. So a lot of times people try something and it doesn't work for them and they're just like, well, fuck it, I guess it doesn't work, you know what I mean? But really it's about finding finding a good a good therapist, you know, and somebody who really knows what they're doing. And if you're going to find um, an acupuncturist or a massage therapist, uh, the best massage therapists are also Qigong practitioners. The best acupuncturists are also Qigong practitioners. You know, we understand how to direct and, and point work, you know. It's, you know, this practice of moving your essence through your body and you know tr- targeting and triggering your essence through your body so they're going to be doing that on their clients as well you know call it woo woo call it esoteric whatever but you know i'm i'm a, a big believer and like that's what sets me apart from other therapists and even if it's just the ability to, because of the meditation to focus on a particular point and you know utilize my proprioception in a different way proprioception being the body's physical awareness of itself in space which is the biggest part of what we train when it comes to like tai chi and qigong and stuff like that it's you know these slow controlled movements and 
letting us know exactly where we are. Proprioception, that's body control? That is a term for body control? Proprioception is your body's awareness of itself within three-dimensional space. It's It's really cool. It's it's the reason you can close your eyes and, like, stand on one leg. I've literally never heard that term before. They've done done studies, too, that um, show, like, the the medical, what is it, like, the medical journal studies on some of them that, that, that are on Tai Chi. I think Harvard did a few of them, and they spoke about how... Um, for adults, uh, for your older adults, there was noticeable improvement both with, um, uh, both with um, awareness, your body's awareness in space and balance and flexibility, but also um, neuropathy as well for for nerve for nerve pain. Interesting. Stuff. Yeah, a lot of chronic pain is um, mental. Uh, it's footnote, right? So there's a really awesome TED talk by an Australian. Uh, scientist whose name I can't remember, but you'll know it's him because he talks like this. Then you can't fucking can't. Um, <laughs> You're right, can't. You fucking can't. So you fucking can't. You're a cunt. Um, so. <laughs> we have. I feel like we have so many Australian people that are like in our, like listen to our podcast. They probably think it's <laughs> great. They actually have senses of humor. Um, That's fair. Yeah. That's so valid. so uh, <laughs> fucking shit. What was I gonna say they've all been locked in their house at gunpoint for the past like three years anyway. So oh, um, yeah, scary shit. Going yeah, on absolutely Christ. terrifying. But regardless, so. Someone's gonna be like, "That's not the fucking case, then." You know, <laughs> not by me. Um, all right. So now that they all turned the podcast off, uh, so there was this really interesting TED talk by this Australian scientist, and he describes pain as a output of the brain, not an input. So we often think of our pain receptors as these things that detect pain, right? The way that like your nerves detect heat and detect cold, detect things of that nature right. like you know body signal soft, like, hey, take your fucking hand off that right all right but actually what it what nociceptors he described them as danger receptors then right so um <laughs> so he describes the nociceptors as danger receptors and i'll let you guys watch the video but he talks about like how one day you brush up against a stick and it's like white hot and it's like because your body doesn't really understand that feeling and it's scared right mm. um and then the next thing is he feels something and it's nothing but it turns out he was just on a walk like he was last time something brushed his knee but this time he got bit by a snake oh and it's like a true story it's like really what happened to him and he had to get rushed to the hospital and everything like that and it made him think and he started studying and he was like you know so your nociceptors are these nerve endings in your body that that detect danger right and that level of danger is then perceived by the brain as the appropriate and 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 the signal is then given to your nervous system with the appropriate amount of pain in response for that which is why Mm. some people have better pain tolerances than others because they don't perceive as much danger and this don't quote me you know what i mean but this is to my understanding this is how i think about it a lot too which also helps me with clients you know coaching them through painful releases especially with like what like we've done this with you with like you know, sometimes I'll sit on a point and there'll be like a trigger point like in your back. Last yeah. time I worked on you, remember there was something big in your back and I was just telling you to breathe through it and put yourself someplace else mentally. Right, right. Visualize it relaxing. You got to tell your body, you know. Right. You got to tell your body. So it's all about like vagus nerve stimulation. That's why like even though my massage office, I do a lot of medical work. It's not set up like a fucking cold doctor's office with a metal table. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's right. nice and relaxing. It's because it's... Sit on this morgue table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And breathe deeply. <laughs> Don't mind me while I put on my overalls, you know? So, oh, uh, it's not supposed to be wet. <laughs> that just got very like Texas Chainsaw Massacre like yeah, I put absolutely. on my dirty, bloody overalls. Oh, God. <laughs> giant denim yeah. uh, let apron. Me, let me put on my let me put on my human skin massage mask. You gotta put like, on my what? massacre suit. <laughs> oh, my massacre suit. Uh, anyway, so... Is that the Necronomicon? No. So, uh... <laughs> start chanting in Latin. Fucking everything glows red. This book is made out of my 3.30 appointment. But kind of like... Can we talk about that photo of Biden? 
What oh, in front of the White gate, House? In front of the White House, and it's all red lighting, like he's the fucking emperor. Just, yeah, that looks like a Hitler <laughs> right? speech. It's just it like a like photo of, of it. for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, you know you're absolutely I mean? right. That, like, that's a 100%. picture of a tyrant. That's fucking wild, It's dude. wild that they, Joe Rogan posted, like, imagine thinking this was a good idea. Yeah. It's if, like, he was the so emperor, if he was the emperor, he would start production on the Death Star 2 because he thought the Death Star 1 blew up, but it didn't. You know what I mean? Like, that's how oh, he I would... didn't realize that we actually started building a Death Star. Come on, man. Come on, Nancy. I legitimately... Um, like, politicians say they don't know. I'm like, I could believe that he doesn't know. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, people just Everybody fake ignorance, but he actually... He's actually being honest. He actually yeah. has no idea. He's not sure oh, what's Oh, you happening. didn't have any skills to do anything else, so Come your on, whole man. career is based on trying to control people? I'm good right. at sniffing. <laughs> He's a great sniffer, <laughs> He's that guy. He's a great sniffer. He'd make um, a great bloodhound. And that's right. yeah, as long as he was... As long... And Phil's gaps, Phil Ed's gaps. <laughs> Ed Phil's gaps, Phil Ed's gaps. You guys suck. This one segment, one segment is us fucking Ed. And now me and John. No, I said no. And now me and John are going to Eiffel Tower Ed. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we're not. Get ready. It's going to sound wet. <laughs> turn me into a coffee table. Uh, I've already oh. quit. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. So I'm tapping Fine. out. Tapping I'll out. Do tapping it myself. out. Lose. So we're uh so anyway, so fucking we're getting way off the rails here. But regardless of that, right? So so to go back to it, to find a good practitioner. You want to have a good practitioner who's you know, you want somebody who's obsessed with what they do, who loves what they do, that it's not just a job. That's why when you go to like some spa someplace, sometimes it's just somebody that's just doing something. Like they went to school, they figured it might be cool. They get stuck on the rail of being like, Well, I guess I'm fucking doing this now and they get their license and I'm like, All right, I guess I just gotta try this out now. Mm-hmm. And they last like two, three years, and that's the end of it. And then you got some people who've been doing it for like 15, 20 years. They're just bitter, and they don't have it in them anymore. You know, like they, it, it, it there's it's different, there, there's different spectrums all across the board, and I've seen it all. And I've also right. seen some people whose skill, you know, impresses me and inspires me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have been worked on by people, and I'm like, I'm stealing this. This is good. Right, you know, right, right, right. like. So it really depends. It, and so massage, so getting worked on, right? Whether it's acupuncture, massage, chiropractic, something like that. That's the golden rule. Good practitioner, knowledgeable practitioner, and you want to feel that good energy in the room. You want to feel connected to that person. You want to almost feel friendly with them. You don't want to feel too transactional. You want to be able to be comfortable with them. You want to feel like you're safe letting your guard down. And um, another thing I was thinking is because like that's on the end of, um, you know, going to a place, going to a specialist, going to someone who can help you. Um, and I would love, I would love both of your inputs on this as well. And, and I know, I know that you've given Sigung some of these exercises, but you know, in general too, um, just trying to set up, um, good kind of like body maintenance, um, regimens as early as you can, you know, so, so really taking care of like, like, yes, like, like, like minimal stuff, like, like, stretching and mobility some form of meditation so like you know and, and that could be all in one thing like tai chi or yoga um on top of that too like really really um emphasizing movement and strength through movement so like either like getting like a good even like going on youtube and finding a good like like a beginner's mobility video of like total body mobility um and really emphasizing like um like like look at looking at like pain points for people that are older like shoulders knees back being like okay let me like fucking um bulletproof these right as soon as possible so like i know for you i know for you guys you've had some work um you've had some experience in kind of the atg 
realm of I of can't that. recommend Ben Patrick enough. Right. I really cannot recommend the knees over toes system enough. And I actually have only purchased the books and learned from the books. And I think with my background, it's worked for me. But I would like to eventually like actually have the one on one coaching. It's just you know, it's just not the time right now. Right. Yeah. Um. But. And I also want to become a coach. I would love to become an ATG coach. It's just it's it's you know I, steps, baby steps. Yep. Um, but I, I I can't recommend it enough. So you know follow on Instagram at knees over toes guy and at knees over toes girl and ATG for life. Right. Those are three accounts you should follow. So it's him, his wife, and then the ATG company, and they're gonna post all of their trainers. They're gonna repost a lot of their trainers posts. You know. So you'll actually I've actually found other people to follow whose names I don't can't even remember right now. It's just like randomly or it'll show up in my feed. Mm-hmm. You know, because it'll be like a paid partnership with ATG. So you'll get a lot of different posts right. as they partner their posts with ATG. So right. you'll you'll see a lot from a lot of different people and a lot of them bring up great points. And now for me what I what I do a lot of is I, I cut and paste things out of like workout programs and replace them with ATG exercises. You know what I mean? Like I see Bulgarian split squats. I'll do split squats. I'll do regularly the ATG split squat instead of the Bulgarian. You know what I mean? So just for people who don't who don't know what we're talking about, like just I guess a background into so like in, in for instance like ATG. It, so ATG is a system of strength through length, which I think is perfect for martial artists. And he talks about it for athletes because he's like a basketball player. And so he's really into basketball. So it's all about like being able to be pliable, be explosive, have great athleticism, and to jump, right? And the biggest thing he preaches, and it's all for free on his Instagram, so I'm not giving his stuff away. All this stuff is stuff you can see in his posts, it's on you his know YouTube what I mean? Too, his YouTube as well, yeah, yeah, full-on tutorials. He gives it all away for free, but you can choose to pay for it, and he's very successful. The only thing that's behind a paywall is the actual one-on-one coaching, which is exactly how it should be, you know? Yeah, right. And uh, Paying for his paying for his time or since- their time. Since the test, I've been doing uh, ATG, uh, the Knee Ability Zero workout. I got the book. It's really helpful and instructive. Like you're, it uh, gives really great directions. Mm. And um, I've, re- I've been doing those at least three times a week. I did a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'm just starting it up again this week. Um, and uh, I'm really enjoying it, especially the stretching. There's a couple of stretches in there. The Elephant, uh, elephant Walk, I think it's called. Where um, it's basically a hamstring stretch where you're, you're standing with your feet together and you basically bend your knees and straighten one leg out while trying to reach down to the ground mm. and you alternate and you do that 30 reps each side and that stretch has really been hitting my ham- hamstrings and my lower back mm-hmm. like really, really well. Like I'll do that at work. I'll do those every day, those stretches. And the, uh, the couch stretches for your quads where you rest your foot on your couch and you basically put your knee to the floor with your other leg out. It's a great quad stretch. You can just look that up on Google, and you'll see an accurate picture of it. And mm-hmm. I've been doing those every day with the ATG workouts three times a week. And it was just like, I feel awesome. I feel great. Like, I really want to keep this going. I'm trying to get my parents to do it. Because Ben Patrick mentions in the book uh, that um, the thing in, in, in Asia is that the elderly are told to walk backwards for 10 minutes a day. I think it might just be in China. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but they say walking backwards for the elderly is a really healthy practice. And there's, um, like, that's... That same philosophy is in ATG, where like you're working the muscles that don't otherwise get worked with just regular stuff that we do at the gym, regular walking and running. You and know? it's also getting your body to produce synovial fluid. You know, g- giving your body movements that are gonna help. Synovial fluid is the the fluid that's produced inside of like very mobile joint capsules. So human lube. <laughs> it, it, it is people lube, people but it's lube. inside people lube. That's where you want it, and yeah, but but if things don't move, the body atrophies. You know what I mean? Well, I'd imagine it's moving. it's all based off of stimulus. Yeah, absolutely. Your you body know, like doesn't the, need to create new muscle fibers if it's not if it's not exerting 
any force. But e- not even that, just even, like, to, to rebuild your joints. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you're not, like, like similar thing to muscles, but even for joints, like, if you're not oh, walking yeah, or absolutely. jumping yeah. or climbing, it's like your body doesn't, your, and your body is a, is a you know, a, a, what is it, a vehicle of efficiency. So it's not going to produce things it doesn't. It doesn't need. Right. And these exercises activate your joints in a way that they produce more synovial fluid. So that absolutely would add to your longevity. And uh, and, to your 100%. Range of motion. and the exercises are all scalable. So I highly recommend buying his book. So you can see like right in front of you, like everything, at least everything's scaled. You know what I mean? Like where it, where Instagram can be a little bit difficult to navigate because you got to like kind of find the post, you know, and go through it and right. bookmark it and save it, which you could also do and find video representations of these exercises, you know, but I highly recommend just going to Amazon and buying a couple of his books, the ATG for Life book and the um, Knees Over, Knee Ability Zero. But small stuff you know. like that, like again, like they'll even say like walk, like walk backwards doing things and then that gets turned into like walking backwards with the sled and doing stuff like that. But even small stuff like that, like again, like building small habits, like like uh, you know, like getting a good stretching and mobility routine you can do every day. Like trying to move your body every day. But I like that they do stuff like oh, you know, like walking backwards because it like builds you know it, it like it builds your knees in a way that like and builds the surrounding areas of your knees that like you know just regular regular movement may not do. But walking backwards, the one authoritarian measure from China that. The Martial Mind Podcast endorses. So, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone should walk backwards. Um, that and rampant communism. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And you will eat the uh, dogs. <laughs> that's the second t-shirt. I don't know. Eat crickets. The Mao Zedong crickets. collection. Um, you can only eat bugs now. The, I, I would, eat the bugs. I would, love, I would love to know too, um, even just because I know with, with your background, Ed, you know, you've also been, um, you know, um, kind of helping Seagong in certain areas with, you know, because Seagong is, what, 52? Uh, fifty-one, I believe. Fifty-one, but even like, uh, even in your experience with, you know, because I know there's the either... Batman birthday party was fifty-one. Fifty-one yeah, is, is you is you yeah. <laughs> you know you've given him you know certain stretches or helped out with certain things. So I know he's he's you know banged up from from years of training as well. But I mean, well, and his whole been... thing is like he's much much to to mass description. He didn't take care of himself. He just went and went and went and went and went yeah. and went and went. Like even with his recent back, his recent. Uh, back pain that I was helping him find stretches for. He did ultimately like end up getting some cortisone shots, which mm-hmm. is you know if that's what your doctor recommends, I think that's what you should go do. You know, and that helped alleviate some of the more tenseness, t- t- you know, tense muscle groups mm-hmm. that were kind of compressing his spine. But he was talking about like he would do like leopard kicks and 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 jump down. It's double double front kick uh, for those of you that don't know what a leopard that. Call jumping, it something different, yeah. Jumping it's like a jumping front. double front kick. Yeah. He would land, and he was like, both my legs would go numb for a second. I'm like, oh yeah, you have a compressed disc, like 100. percent Like I'm not allowed to diagnose, but like I'm gonna fucking diagnose you, bro. You yeah. probably got a fucking compressed disc over there, right, right, guy. You just no, but, you just but even then, though, like I showed him like how to hang from the bar the, the right way, because like some people just hop up on a bar and like hang, but their core is active, and they like yeah. they're understanding why they're not getting the stretch. It's like a hang compared dude, to a dead hang. And not even a dead hang, but it's a, you want the bar to be a certain height. The one at the school just so happens to be the right height for people who are like 5'10", 6 foot. Mm-hmm. And you want to let uh, the top of your foot drag behind you. So you're kind of pulled into extension a little bit. And then mm-hmm. it un- takes all the weight of your legs off of uh, – like all the muscles that hold your legs up will actually relax. And then you can really feel like everything in your lower back just kind of pull. And when I was having bad problems with my lower back, um, I used to get zinging. 
I would get numbness and tingling Oof. when I would start to hang as things started to release and like things would like pop off or onto nerves. Um, That's such a fucking wake up call where you're doing and stuff it, and you get like a nerve shock. Yeah, and you're like, absolutely. Oh, I just shit and, myself. And, it's and, scary. And it's, it's a lot better. Thing. And for me now, it's all in like the muscles and connective tissue of my lower back. Mm-hmm. It's really not in the discs anymore. Mm-hmm. Like even look how quickly I recovered from my recent back twinge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would have been weeks a couple years ago, but it's because of ATG. Um, and so some core muscles I need people to look up right now that you need to look up exercises and stretches for is the psoas, P-S-O-A-S, psoas major and minor, also called the iliopsoas. Definitely look that up. I'm not going to describe it. You can look it up for yourself. So psoas, the QL, quadratus lumborum, very, very important muscle, and also making sure that you're rotationally strong. So not just oblique exercises and not just Russian twists, but also like sometimes I'll do like woodcutters or twists with resistance bands to warm up. And maybe not even like, you know, like the traditional like three sets of 10 or 15 or four sets of 12 or something like that when it comes to like muscle building with those kinds of muscles, at least finding exercises with which to warm or activate those kinds of muscles up, which we should create content about. I've I think we should start doing stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that would um, I think that would be cool. Are, are there are there? Because again, we, we've kind of we've kind of covered, um, you know, some some muscle groups that get left left out, and I think that's also what kind of ATT, ATG does. In my understanding of it, is that it's like, oh, like yeah, knee health, but like working it in a way that like traditionally you're not yeah, even used just to like work. tib raises, like you know, using the the muscle on the front of your shin. Another muscle say, for yeah, everybody yeah. to look up: tibialis anterior. Tibialis anterior. That is the shock absorber of the front of your shin. And he says too, what is it like when you when you jump? When you, when you jump, that's like the first muscle that gets that contracts. Yeah. yeah. You want a sneaky, difficult workout? Do tib raises. Tibialis raises. Lean against the wall and just try to lift the front of your feet without bending your knees. Holy shit! Like and it, also, you don't get it how difficult it is if you haven't done it in a while. Like you think, oh yeah, the further away your feet are, the harder it is. So right, right, yeah, right. and put your butt do. against the wall, not your back, not the top, not the top of your back, just like yeah. the smaller your back of your butt. And, right. And the main the main thing too that I think is is interesting is you know again with health science, I mean really any science, but especially you know. Um, you know, kind of um, exercise science and stuff like that. It is like, you know, what is it, like 10, 20 years behind, like 20 years behind, like where stuff will start getting taught in schools. So like, you know, with this, you know, it's, he talks about, um, again, like, oh, you know, again, like strength through length. So it's like, you know, he takes the approach, like the unorthodox approach of like, you know, you hear stuff like, oh, you know, don't put your knees over your toes. Like that's why he's, you know, called knees over toes guy. Cause it's like, no, 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 don't, you don't want to lengthen that far. Cause it's, it puts too much pressure on your knees and it, and it, and it can, it can, um, you know, negatively affect your joints, but he's like, no, no, no. He's like, but if you train to that level of extension, then you're directly increasing both your range of motion and your strength through range of motion, which directly correlates with longevity as you get older. Just right. And think about just the way things are. Like, like um, our forward stance and other schools called bow stance, right? Yeah. So, like, our think of our forward stance and other other systems called uh, bow stance. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, your knees over your toes, covering your toes. Horse stance. Mabu. Your knees are over your toes. Yeah, directly, ancient directly. practice, directly practicing range of motion. Yeah, 100%. Sitting tiger. Like, all these low stances. And the other thing for longevity that we... It, it feels like a no-brainer. You know what I mean? It feels like a no-brainer. John's eating cookies. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like... We did a lot of work today. You can have some carbs. It sounds, um, like, you, it sounds, like, you, it sounds like you opened that tray with, like, a grenade. I... Uh, <laughs> We definitely had a great workout today. Yeah, we did. We'll, gonna, we'll, get, we'll get into it. Yeah, but... Um, 100%. Uh, what was I going to say? 
Oh, the thing that we're not discussing is Tai Chi and Qigong. Like, it feels like a no-brainer, but, like, absolutely, those are things you need to be doing outside of class. That was one of the smaller things I said at the beginning, like a, like a good yeah, practice. Yeah, I, I, I prefer to do my Qigong alone. Um, it's better, right. you know, but you have to go to class in order to hone the skills in yep. order to practice alone effectively and efficiently. And to answer another one of Matt's questions, he asked about our, our, our Tai Chi lineage. And now, this is one of the things I find most impressive about our teacher, you know. Um, so our lineage is that five monks left the, the, the temple, the Shaolin temple and the late, this is for our regular system, right? Yeah. Like our, like our, in the our, late 1700s, uh, made its way through Southern China to Japan. The Japanese master brought it to Columbia. One of the Japanese masters descendants brought it to Columbia where he met Siong's teacher's teacher. And then from Columbia to Puerto Rico, from Puerto Rico to New York to our teacher, Sifu Greg Zilb, right? To this and now, room. We're here. To this very room, yes. <laughs> right. But now, Shurjan Moses, who is of that lineage... He is our teacher's teacher. Our teacher's teacher. Uh, Shurjan Moses, he had Sigong train internals with a gentleman named Sifu Al. And I don't... I met him once, very briefly. I don't know a lot about um, the history there, you know? It's not something we've really covered a lot in, in, in conversation. Yeah. But... I know that um, Sifuau is responsible for us understanding the 18 Lohan. The 18 Hands of Lohan is the main Qigong form through which our system is based. Um, and a lot of the Tai Chi forms are like old Tai Chi forms. And this system, our internal system, and, and our external system, is very different than what it was when it was given to Shurjiao. And when Shoujo handed the system over to Sigong, because Sigong is the holder of the system, it was given to him, and he added to it a level of organization that he had not not mm. previously seen. So the current curriculum that we have, the way that it's structured, and the way he's like, just trust me, and over time we've seen, you know, it's through his experience and through his trials and errors. So our system, while based around the Sherpa Lohong and uh, our one of our versions of the 32 movement short form of the Yang style form, um, which is where a lot of our Tai Chi comes from, and uh, a form called Shenchuan, which you don't learn for a long time. Um, is Shenchuan, because I know there's a couple forms that are generally... Shenchuan, spirit fist. Shenchuan. There are, one, there are ones that are more, like, like, um, like Yang style, is more of a... Um, generic form. There's of variations. thousands of variations of the Yang style form. So you had you had Yang and you had Chen, right? Mm -hmm. And they were two masters. So if you were a Yang stylist, you practice the lineage of that guy, right? If you're a Chen stylist, you practice the lineage of that guy. And Chen style has a lot of that, like that, like um, internal fanjing movement. A lot of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And you see a lot of people doing fake versions of that. I think I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but um, you see a lot of people doing fake versions of that and just adding that like hip motion and like mm -hmm. doing stuff because it looks cool. But they're really just shaking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not. They're just shaking. Like when you see the, it should be more internal. It, you shouldn't be able to see it so much. Right. You know what I mean? But people are very showy Something for videos. Something that's felt if you're getting hit by it, probably. Yeah, absolutely. And it's where you get a lot of the internal power from. So the system and the curriculum in and of itself really has been put back together mm. into something that has a real curriculum by Sigong. But I can't say that we're a Yang school or a Chen school or a, you know, like Dragon Circles the Mountain school. When, I, when I've discussed it with Sigong, he, he said to me, he goes, you tell people that our system 
is the Sherpat Lohangu, the 18 palms of 18 hands of Lohan. That's that's our system. That's what our whole system and understanding of Tai Chi and Qigong is based off of. And what the the 18 Lohan is is the mythology behind the 18 Lohan is that it is the first Qigong form that Damo created for the monks, and that it somehow made its way to us. And again you'll see things with different variations. Mm-hmm. So now this is the thing about lineage, right? Lineage is screwy. Lineage is screwy in every school. I don't care if you have stone fucking tablets. Somebody could have made those tablets in the 50s and you have no idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've come under fire because we have like images that are supposedly the images of the Japanese master and like the last Chinese master. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're on the altar at the school. And people are like, well, are those really them? And we're like, we don't know. You know, we don't know. Because we don't know because we weren't there. Right. You know what I mean? And like there's some, you know, like, and it wasn't how it used to be where things were uploaded to the internet or con- or everybody writes a book that gets published or like that's what it means, you know? Right. If you just so happen to have the money or the time to write a book that gets published, yeah, it solidifies your place in history. And especially if the book right. gets popular, then all of a sudden you get recognized. Yeah. But there could be somebody like training in a shed down the road who's 15 times more skilled than the guy with the book, and you have no idea. And that guy teaches one person, and then 70 years later, like one of his descendants decides, like, hey, let me open a school. You know, I can really turn this into something. Because mm-hmm. everybody that told him no or didn't want to do that in his prior lineage, you know what I mean, right. is dead now. And now he can do what he wants, you know? Right. So lineage is, lineage is screwy. What I know is that our system is pressure tested. I know it works. I know we have a lot of traditional Shaolin forms that you can find uh, versions of the monks doing currently. I know that our Tai Chi and our Qigong is powerful and works. I know that I have had some crazy experiences in class and that you just sit, like standing in a cold room dripping sweat just from standing and breathing that's fucking something and you know that if you have somebody who's teaching you to that extent that you can you know harness that internal understanding and harness that control of what's going on inside of you that that's that's real and the other thing with tai chi we were just watching a video with master wong talking about when that mma guy destroyed the tai chi guy and he was you know you got to look up master wong he's hysterical oh my god the man is a savage Yeah. yeah but he's so funny you want to touch the titty. It's just everything he says is just like so the like, movement. you know, everything he says is like so aggressive, yeah. you know? Like I had no idea that it was a serious video until he started doing techniques and he, there was one segment where he was doing Wing Chun and I was like, yo, that's fucking legit. Yeah, that, that's what he does. He's a Wing Chun stylist. Right. Because um, he was just so like, he's got this crazy explosive personality and I'm like, there's no way this is a real person. Holy shit. That's a real but fucking he's also, person. But he's also the man with, with <laughs> taking somebody's ass in toe shoes, you know? But he's, oh. but he's also the man with, on the one hand, having the most Chinese accent, but on the other hand, having the most like Cockney accent all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's going on in the mouth, but it's just like, it's, it is, it is insane. It's, it's great listening to him. It's such fun. But, so regardless, we're watching this video of him and he's talking about that famous video of the Tai Chi guy just absolutely fucking ruining this Tai Chi dude's life, right? The um, MMA guy? MMA ruining? guy ruining MMA guy, guy, I'm sorry, yeah. MMA guy ruining this Tai Chi guy's life, right? And the thing is, it's just the same as when we see like the bullshit Wing Chun practitioner step into the cage with some white guy in a video from like the middle of America, you know? Right. And he steps out with that like cat stance, yeah. double, double fan, double, you know, one hand up, one hand down, yeah. fan block, it man bullshit coming out of the gate and not just keeping his hands up and fucking using your techniques in a real pressure tested situation. Right. That means you've never fought. 
That means you've only done mitt work and you've done technique work and you've practiced a lot of theory, but you haven't put your theory to work. You know, yeah. rocket theory was just theory. Elon Musk's self-landing rocket was just was just an idea until and a theory until they worked out the kinks and actually made it work. And it took them years and billions of dollars in order to do it, yeah. right? And it's the same thing with your martial arts. Just because you know a form doesn't mean you can use it to kick somebody's ass. You have to actually practice it. Now back to Tai Chi and our teacher's understanding of Tai Chi. Um, I've seen him use it in sparring. I've seen him use splash hands in sparring. I've seen him use a lot of the Yang style techniques in fighting or demonstrating them in a self-defense scenario and how they actually work. And you know when you get hit by that splash hand, Jesus Christ. I would Christ. love to see them fight like with like MMA gloves on. Like the finger gloves. Like actually fight fight? Well, well just like where you can like really like really wrap people and really like fucking like use, you know, have, grip, more, have, yeah. more, have more of your weapons at your disposal. You know? Yeah, I actually bought a new pair, and I would like us to start doing that with each other. Yeah, I would like us to start lightly sparring with open, open finger gloves, and uh, really going over like our techniques, but obviously not to the extent where we're going to kill each other. Yeah. and if that means we need to get like shin guards or like really wrap up ne- yeah. neoprene mummies to protect our joints before we do neoprene so, neoprene mummies. I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> I'm but, dead and tingling. No, but Mummy I, just, I just, I just, you know, like we don't train. We train much smarter than our teachers did, but at the same time, like they went, which Sifu discussed with us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's time for us to kind of like, especially us both being black sashes now. I think it's time for us to definitely step it up. And you know, John, you get to be part of that. And Jenny, when she gets there, Jenny wants to be on an episode. Well, we got to get Jenny on an episode. She's like, she was telling we me. We got to get Jenny training with us too. I know, mm-hmm. but we're, she's always at work, or we're not. We're n- none of us are available at the same time on the weekends when she's free. Oh yeah, yeah, true. you know what I mean. So like a Sunday night training session with Jenny would be nice. We could do that, no doubt, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. If, do that. if everybody's home, you know what I mean. But then, yeah. but regardless. So I digress. Um, but yeah, so that that that's really that's. I hope that answers some questions and yeah. I hope that sheds some light on what we do but now as far as your Tai Chi you know like are you training it for health or are you training it for combat it depends so if you're training your Tai Chi form as a Tai Chi form what you need to do is you need to take small pieces of it right not the whole form take a movement and then think about how that movement would work on a human being and then take one of your training brothers or sisters and say hey throw a punch let me see if this works Yeah. you know yeah, it's it's you know, Sifu and Sigong talk about this all the time, but they've been really hammering it home. Um, I've I've noticed, especially like when, when I talk to them about this, they really hammer this home a lot where they're like they're like, listen, they're like they're like just knowing a form, it doesn't teach you how to fight. Like it's not like in the sense that like it's not like you learn the form and then you can go use the form on somebody or you're like more it's not like Neo, like I know Kung Fu. <laughs> like someone downloads it into your brain. It's like it's like it's like you learn it's like it's like you know how to read and then the form is like a textbook. And then you need to go read the textbook. And then from there you take the principles of the textbook. And then, then you do your own homework. So really – so I was – so I was, I had this kind of aha moment with Sifu where I was like, so, so the real work in the sense of like transferring the hardcore material into applicable fighting is done on your own time, is done during your homework time. He's like, yep. He's like, that's what it is. He goes, that's what people don't understand. He's like, you learn the form to then take the form – Go home, pull it apart, understand not only the principles it's trying to teach you, but the self-defense techniques, what principles are ingrained in the self-defense techniques, and then you got to fucking 
work that shit on your own and work it with a person. And then those are the things that then can be applied and integrated into your fighting style and in, into the way that you move. But it's not just like, I learned 18, I learned 18 tiger claws and now I'm a master. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, it's like, you, it's like, you don't actually know how to fight any better. You don't know Steven Star Fist? You don't know the seven star fist form. You can't do that form. You must not really do Shaolin or like train at a Shaolin school. Right. And it's like Sigong knows that form, but he's like, he, he said to me flat out, he goes, I need to take that form and pull it apart more before I can feel good about teaching it to you. Yeah, that's, that's how. That's a really cool answer, by the way. But I that's how. He, but that's how Sigong. he is with stuff. Like, like anytime we've gone to, like, uh, like gone to like a Sifu, like so one of Sigong's teachers is Sifu Raul, who is a, um, who's a, uh, he teaches a seven star praying mantis. But he's he, also got. Um, the TMT, ta- uh, Tactical Mantis Training. training. Um, he's got books available. Yeah, which is kind of so like a self-defense. So I would look up Sifu Raul Ortiz. Yeah, it's like a principles and self-defense, self-defense type principles deal. Book. Yeah, Definitely it's really a good cool. thing to, to, to pick up and read and study. But I think I think there was one time where Seagun was saying, I don't know if it was for the Mantis form that he knows. Can, from- can I footnote real quick? We were at a seminar a few months ago, and Sifu Raul hit me with an elbow in the chest. Oh, I was there for and this. And he was like, he's like, I need somebody brave. I need somebody brave to come up here, and I put my hand up, and he hit me with this elbow, and I sounded like a fucking kick drum. It was it was gross sounding. It was fucking gross. You heard my organs slap against the back of my rib cage. It was, like, <laughs> it yeah. was a really gross. And elbow. it was like a really like deep, deep like bassy like thud when he hit my chest, and I felt like like I had to shit immediately. Like my my intestines just like shook. You know what I mean? Dude, that elbow but knocked the wind out of me. It took all the fight out of me. You know, it took it takes all the fight out. It's he just, just gave it's, you like a violent, like street colonic. Like he then, just then, like, <laughs> then a few years ago, when when Zongshir Creighton was still with us, may he rest in peace. You know, when Zongshir Creighton was still with us, he uh, another we, one of we, we, teachers. We, yeah, we had the first um, Enter the Dragon seminar. Not Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dungeon. Enter the dungeon. I always say Enter the Dragon. <laughs> um, but Enter the Dungeon seminar. And Sifarul was like, I'm 63, or he was 63 at the time, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he goes, and you take care of yourself. This is how you should look. And he threw a kick over somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Like a like an outside crescent kick, like standing right next to the guy and just like drew a circle around him with his fucking right. leg, you know what I mean? It's just like that's the power. I'm that's sure the power of, of this is Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the more you know, his Pow. wand is his leg. Dude, Sifarul is a certified badass. Yeah, he is. I'm a huge fan of that man. But there was so there was one time where we were I think we were going to a seminar of his or something. Um, and we were gonna, and people were gonna perform. And I don't know if it was the mantis form or one of the forms that Seagull knows, or it was the straight sword form. But he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like. And this is Seagong talking, who, like, when Sifu, when Sifu Raul is there and when Sifu Raul is teaching at our school, Seagong is in student mode. Seagong is, like, attention position, listening, like, yes, sir, no, sir. Like, he is, he's training with, like, when when, C, when Sifu Raul came and taught the straight sword form, Seagong was, like, in the ranks with us learning it. Like, he was not, like, oh, no, like, he's fucking, he is a student through and through. Like, he really, and that is a, that is a sign of a great teacher who, like, yeah, he can fuck you up. He know he like he is his depth of knowledge is and talent and skill is incredible. But like when it comes to like him respecting his teachers and his elders, but also like being open to learning, it's like that is really what you want to look for. But there was one time where we were going to something of his, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, he's like, I need another like year or two to like to like put this form together before I show it to him." Like, you know, like, that's how he that's how he thinks about stuff, you know, and that's really how you got to think about stuff, you know, be, you know, like for me, even with just getting. It, not even just when I when I got my black sesh, but just even in general, it's so so strange to say that like feels like not real. But it but but like being like but I but I'm so I think we were talking to Sifu about this last time. We're like the stuff the the way we think about sparring and fighting is like we're so 
in a healthy way, hypocritical of our own material and the way we move. It's, it's like we it's like we almost don't get caught up. Like, yeah, we have little wins. Like, oh, this I, I, I tagged someone with this or I did this good. But, like, I am so in the zone of, like, oh, but that, you know, my fucking footwork sucks. I got to fucking work on this. I got to work on that. Like, I'm so much more trying to focus on what needs work. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm trying to really harp on in a way. And I think it keeps you humble in a way, you know? Because also, also when you get cocky, you get blind is really what happens. You put blinders on and you're not aware of your own... You're not aware of your own inadequacies, you know what I mean? And I feel like if you could, you know, if you're skilled and you're aware of what you need work on and you're always working on it, man, you're fucking that's a scary motherfucker right there. That, Absolutely. That guy's fucking scary. You know, one of the main forms that we learn, you know, there's like, you know, uh uh Iho Chuan and Tiani Chuan are like two of the main They're family forms that you guys won't See ever see unless you join the school. Yeah, but but they they're basically you learn them at like you start learning them like one sash in basically, and they are the fundamental, f- basically fighting forms of teaching you the principles of fighting forwards and fighting backwards. But also there's a lot more to it, and also they're integrated into the the larger kind of family style that you learn more of you know as you as you kind of move forward and and get into more into the black sash understanding of things, uh, which I'm excited to get into because I haven't experienced that yet, but. Um, but like Sigong only said recent, like in the last couple of years, he's like, man, he's like, he's like, I only just started feeling good with the Yihoshuan. He's like, I only just started feeling good with it, you know? But again, it's, it, but it speaks to, it implies so much of like him carrying that understanding of like, yes, I'm at this level, but like, but like with that level comes not only a new responsibility of like what things need to look like, but also a new scrutiny you put yourself under, you know, cause he's not going to look at himself or, you know, in the way that, like, a yellow sash is like, he's like, you know, a, a, an under sash would be like, oh, I'm working on this stuff, because, like, they don't even know what they don't know, you know what I mean, where, like, with with him or with any sort of advanced student, it's like, there's so much shit that you know you need work on, and there's so much, you know, and you see how you need to look and what you need to look like and what you need to aspire towards, but, like, you know, keeping yourself in that zone of, like, yes, you're improving, but, like, keeping your head down and, like, taking the little wins, but really just trying to really keeping yourself moldable, like, really keeping yourself, not only in martial arts, but also in also, in general, keeping yourself in that moldable clay state, I think, is super important. Yeah, just because, like, even specifically in a martial arts standpoint, fighting from the opposite perspective of, I'm good enough, like, I'm cock- fighting cocky is a really, really dangerous place to, to yeah. be for a you're while. Fucking, you're, you'll take a fucking dirt nap. Because the nap. world will pass you by, man. If you just say, like, this is enough, I'm done here, the world will pass you by, and, and you'll feel it one day you know and i really think that applies to all facets of like oh, brian yeah. was just saying like of life of when you're working when there's always something to be aware of i was just telling ryan earlier um there's a new machine that i just learned that i needed to learn how to operate because it's the newest model of right, it. Right, right and it has all these cool features and like the skill translates from my machine to this new machine but like i can't if i had for the past like four years said to myself oh yeah I'm, this is fine like i'm good yeah. enough I, I wouldn't have the wherewithal to to operate this machine the way i do I had a good show. It was really fun. Yeah. But like that's a real life like you yeah. know, dividends Pay being B. paid off right. from that philosophy of yeah, I, I got all this work to do. Like uh, I I need another year before I really feel good about this. Oh, I'm just feeling good about this now. Right. But not hundred percent right. yet. And Seagong right. said the same thing to me with uh with Yoshuan and with Yande Shuan and like how it's like the family system. He's like, and I just started feeling good with these. And he's like yeah. been training for a million freaking years, you know? Yeah. And I've only been doing it almost three. <laughs> right. You know? So it it's cool. It's 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 such an amazing like you can feel the depth to these forms. You can see how these these movements can be. Right. It's so hard to get them right. You know, exactly. it's so hard to get them perfect. And I, and I think too that this speaks to kind of 
you know, the, the big thing we want to get into, which is, you know, kind of, and this is kind of a question for, for the listeners as well, but like understanding and asking yourself about your identity as a martial artist and what, what, what being a martial artist means to you, how that, how being, being reflective on how it affects your day-to-day life. And, and, you know, like, cause again, the perfect example of that, you know, um, you know, kind of, again, that A to B thing with like you, John, of like taking that directly into work and, but, but, but what I think what that is getting at is the idea kind of like what I was just saying before of like, I think one of the big things in general with the martial artist identity is being moldable and is, is keeping yourself in that moldable clay state because, because being cocky is really being static. Exactly. It's being static. You're not, you're not moving and, 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 and through stagnant water rots, you know, it, it, it breeds disease. It breeds, you know, and that is all true on a metaphorical what? A mosquito. Mosquito. Breeze de mosquito. Where they come from, those sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but with that identity as a martial artist of, you know, being moldable and having being in that kind of clay mold state where you are always you're always ready to improve, you're always ready to kind of have your world fucking rocked, you know, because that's what it is, which, because, because that is in a sense what training is, be like, you think you understand something, they're like, that sucked. Or you train with or, Lloyd and you bow into a form and he's like, wrong. You're like, God, start again, damn. or even, or even, or even if you get to a point where it looks good, but then they're like, okay, welcome to level two, and just like new kung fu boss music starts, and you're like, what? And you, but similar stuff, but similar stuff, similar stuff, even with like, um, you know, like I've like I've seen stuff alluding to this, but like with Io Chuan, it's like in in the advanced class, Sigong will be like, okay, like here's the first few movements, like punch, punch, block, kick. He's like, but here is the advanced, the advanced understanding of it, advanced and he, timing, and advanced way of throwing, exactly. the rhythm, and, and he everything. throws, yeah, he throws the violent garnish on top together. Of it. You know what I mean? So you can understand how to time your block with your strike. You know? Yeah, yeah. and he's he's teaching us feel. Like is exactly what that is. Is he's passing down the rhythm by which he's used these things. Which is really, really cool. Yep. Be- because Sigong was 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 brought up by somebody who uh, is you know a, a, a born and raised in Puerto Rico, the music that they would listen to when they would train, and the music that Sigong listens to when he trains, still sometimes like he'll just put on this like reggaeton stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, it gets you slamming that fucking it's bag. Time to get crazy. You got this Spanish music <laughs> playing. To get crazy. You got this Spanish music playing, bro, and like the drums are going, and like you want to dance, but you also want to kill something, but right. you also want to fuck something. You know what I mean, exactly, right? It's great. Exactly. But you're just you're slamming that bag like it stole your fucking milk money. Yeah. It's great. That's so funny. Well, man, I, I love, can't imagine. I love, but dude, whenever he puts that music on, you know it's going to be a bumping class. Yeah. And they were and they were on a dance team together. They, so they, they, they yeah, I remember you mentioning Shoujo he was a also dancer. teaches salsa. Oh wow! Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so Sigong had to learn dancing too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he made him learn dancing so he could learn footwork. Yeah, he was a backup dancer in the nineties. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah, legendary that's people we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's crazy. But that's but that's that I think is also to your point. Mm-hmm. You're not just a martial artist, and we're back to Miyamoto Musashi. You know what I mean? So it's not just about like what is your identity in training, and it's like and it's like you know, um, kind of using kung fu as a mask. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is who I am. I train. I train the blade. You know, like <laughs> I train the blade six nights a week. I feel like anyone who says they Sundays train the I blade doesn't um, train the blade. Yeah, no, no but, but they imagine it. <laughs> but you, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, though. Right. So it becomes part of you, but it's not who you are. I had a boss that said to me, he was like, he was like, is what you do who you are? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, wrong. What you do is not who you are. What you do defines who you are, 
You know what I mean? Your the, the actions that you take define who you are. But what you do, like if for a living or as a hobby, doesn't make you who you are. It's part of the recipe of the complete picture of who you are. Right. So again, back to Sifu Rule. Sifu Rule and I were sitting around at dinner one night, and I was going through. I was with somebody who was like physically a ten and emotionally a, a negative six. You know what I mean? Oh, um, oh, oh, well. <laughs> There's a deficit in emotion. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> sucking the emotion out of you. Well, it was just it was it was a toxic yeah. relationship, and we came, we became not good for each other. I didn't know how to leave. I was a little blinded by this relationship, and I was like, I think I was fresh out of it. I was either fresh out of it or like about to be gone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? At this point in time, and I was having a hard time. Ryan knows the situation. I was having a hard time, kind of biting the bullet and actually ending things. Yeah. And it took like one final moment for me to like actually end it and of course you know i wish everybody the best i harbor no ill will but at the time this is how i was feeling you know um and i'm sure we've both grown from that situation since you know so no no ill will garnered this is more like in the moment i'm describing Mm -hmm. things you know um or how i felt at the time at least and he was describing i was having a lot of issues with kung fu for various reasons in that relationship it was how much time i was away uh you know like jealousies with how close i was to certain people at the school like ryan you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like oh like oh you want to hang out alone with ryan well you know like what are you what are you really doing and it's like well we're we're, having sex yeah (laughs) i understand the jealousy but get over it you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but 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 even that you know like (laughs) Ryan and I have a history of like just driving and talking, yeah. and, like talking things out, and like yeah. it's very cathartic. And like it's yeah. good to have time with your friends and and get away and 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 just be with each other. Like you know, every friendship is also a relationship, and you need to take care of all of your relationships, including your friendships. They all require maintenance. That being said, yeah. um, C4O, it was like he knew what I was going through, and he just starts talking to me, like at me. You know what I mean? About how like anybody ever tries to change who you are, tries to make you somebody that you're not, they got with you and you were already training. They they started with you and they liked who you were. They liked the flavor of your recipe. Right. They liked the ingredients. They liked the taste that it makes. They like the, like the yeah. way that the ingredients blend and meld together. And now they're going to find some of those ingredients inconvenient to gather. Right? So – Let's say you're making a recipe and you're like, oh, fuck it. It requires this kind of pepper, but I got habanero, so I'll just use those, right? It changes the flavor profile. If you had those other peppers, it might be way better, you know? Like we did that with the chow. It was supposed to be some crazy pepper we couldn't find, so we just used the habaneros, you know what I mean? It was delicious. But it wasn't but exactly different. what it wasn't exactly what the recipe called for. Right, right, now right. that being said, it's the same thing with you. So like, if training kung fu and taking time away from this person or from your other things or from other possibilities, other things you could possibly be doing, because you know that training or whatever it is, whatever your practice is, whatever it is that makes you drawing, who gives mm. a fuck, you know, like whatever it is makes you happy and makes you you, and it's something you're passionate about. And they find it inconvenient to allow you that time for you to go. Next thing you know, you're not who you were anymore. Right. And they changed you to make you more convenient for them, but now you're different, and they don't like you anymore. And they look at you and they say you've changed. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> big, big yuck. You know, seriously. Yeah, and yeah. he brought that up, and it was exactly what I was fucking going through. Yeah. Because you know, like this person fell for me because I was like, I'm gonna be a fucking fighter. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be a right. black belt. And I'm training. And I'm this. And I'm that. And then we got together. And then I was training less and less. And then I was partying more. And it was more about me being out and mm-hmm. like. And all this, and then of course, you know, I'm not working out like I was, so I start gaining weight. At one point, she said to me, "What happened to you? When we first got together, you were a stallion. Now look at you. Well, that's you know what hard, I mean? Man. 
you, you know what I mean? Like, but but at the same time, she was right. Cause and it wasn't it wasn't that she was right to the point where I was like, oh, I'm bad now. Right. It was like I let you fucking turn me into this, and now you're blaming me for it. You know. Well, that speaks to that speaks to you know you know being with people that are emotionally irresponsible. Absolutely. You know, they're not aware of that. You know, you have to be aware of again similar thing kind of with the martial you know kind of the martial artist thing carrying into all areas of your life, not just physically but also emotionally. Understanding your intentions, understanding your emotional character, and understanding how you affect people. And being, like, not just, you know, situation, situational awareness is great, you know, when you're walking through a fucking Denny's parking lot at 1230 in the morning, <laughs> What's right? Up, Denny's? But on, what's, what the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> but, but on top of that, situational awareness is also being aware of how, you, of how you carry yourself in a situation, how you talk to people, you know? You know, I am, I am super, probably too much, you know, hyper aware to a fault of how I talk to people, how I make people feel, all those things. But having a certain grain of that is super important. You know, again, it's part of character is not just like, oh, I can do tough stuff and I'm a tough guy. It's like, yeah, but you could also be a fucking monster or an asshole. So again, it's kind of that, you know, being a well-rounded warrior, being a, being a, uh, what is it? A, um, well, it's all about sophisticating I, your aggression. Right. Yeah. It, again, it, it's, it's, it's that being a monster, but again, controlling it. So, you know, also being compassionate, being communicative, being able to communicate your feelings, being able to be compassionate towards other people, help other people, you know, if, you know, see, oh, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm being, you know, I'm being a little bit rowdy right now. Or, you know what? Maybe that, that, you know, that joke I said, it seemed to hurt someone's feelings. So, you know, maybe during the party, if I get a moment, I'll take them off to the side and I'll, I'll clear things up, make sure they're okay. Yeah, you know, are you talking about me? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Are you talking about no, me? No, God, no, Ed, you're Ryan. talking about you. Oh, no. <laughs> I've the, become the, self-aware. The jig is up. We have to, we have to unplug Ed. <laughs> Please hard reset. Um, but yeah, but but, but, that, but that but that's really how you have to just start to make the wrong noise. Just Netflix sidekick noise. Um, but you know that that is super important. It's you know situational awareness and knowing yourself, not just any physical understanding, but extrapolating that out to to your to how it relates to you emotionally you know because you can't just be a one-dimensional thing because then you're going to be a monster you know right. you're just and that's and that's what and that's why under you know under the surface martial art you know, martial arts is not just teaching you how to fight and defend yourself and gain confidence it's also teaching you emotional integrity right and you know and another in addition to all of those uh both of those points you guys made mm-hmm. i think that a big facet of martial arts that you know sifu always talks about doing your homework and like you know you have to practice the stuff at home and, you know, in addition yeah. to that, you have to increase, you know, your overall state of your health. And so a big thing for me is that taking care of myself so I can properly take care of my relationships and take care of my yeah. family. Yeah. And so that I can be there, you know, like what's the point in all of it if you don't take care of yourself and you get sick, you know, and like you're just right. you're not in good health because life sucks. When you're in a not as good state life could of health. suck enough as it is. Right. Life, life, su- life could suck when you're healthy. Yeah. You know, but not having a level of, you know, not taking care of yourself enough to benefit from it. Yeah. You know, like that's that's a big part. If you're of- in crippling debt and have bad knees and an oxygen tank, I mean, it's just right. just take the debt. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Fucking, like, like get moving, you know, or, you know, and not, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, clearly there are certain health things that are outside of your control, but same thing, mindset, being able to, to make, try to make the best out of a bad situation, which I struggle with, with even with, and I'm trying to work on, because I know for me, that's a serious weak spot is the, is not piling, not piling negative stuff. It's so easy to pile negativity. I have a, I, I, I. And, and I and I think we probably all struggle with that to a certain degree, you know, because oh, I know, a doubt, I, getting I, in my own head, yeah, because I know especially, um, 
just even in experience with you, Ed, where we'll be out driving and we'll be venting and we, you know, can vent very similarly. We're like, fucking this and then fucking that and then fucking, and it's just, we're just building, it's like I said we're in building a, prior a shitty episode, case. But it's like I said in a prior episode where it's good to have friends that you can vent things like that. Oh, you for can sure. say things that you don't really you need. You need that lifeline. Because I was directly talking about me and you. Because I'll say some hateful shit just because I need to get the anger out and then you'll be like, Ed. Ed. And I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, but it's the same thing for you. And like, you get, you get, I do the same thing. We, which is why we work because we both like fucking, you can't talk us out of it. We're right. We're right. No matter what you say, I'm right. I'm fucking right. And this is how I feel. And fuck you. And then like, <laughs> and then like a, 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 a little while later, we'll, uh, kind of realize what the other person was saying whether or not we can admit it to that person in the moment you know what i mean like <laughs> well i can't because i'm right <laughs> yeah but it's like emotionally you know, but, getting but caught with your pants it's, down it's an ego battle for sure it's definitely an ego battle and i think we both have had struggles with with that you know um and martial arts definitely helps you with that but even even that to be said you know like my identity as a martial artist my my purpose within the martial arts you know i mean like martial arts saved my life so i decided to make it my life's goal that i wanted to be able to do something like this and 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 spread spread what we spread you know what i mean like i can't believe it's not shaolin um oh my god um yeah but but you know like but just to spread the message and spread the word and inspire other people like cam you know early to, yeah. to regain their training and to make this place a fucking better world can you imagine how many how much better of a place it would be if it was just surrounded by people who are the caliber of black sashes the caliber of instructors that we have you know what i mean and and just to be of that level and train yourself and push yourself to that point put yourself through struggle in order to grow humble yourself 100 percent. but you know my desire to be a teacher came directly from watching seagong and the lives that he affected and i wanted to do that for other people i wanted to give back in that way but in order to give back i have to be at a certain skill level otherwise i'm a bullshit artist you know right so hence the training now um but as far as like who how it affects my identity is I always have to remember what I'm representing. So even though I am so much more than just a martial artist, I have to always, through everything that I do, represent my teacher. You know, dark sense of humor and, and ridiculousness aside. That's but that but then again, that's another layer. That's all okay. Right. You know what I mean? Cause, you cause don't have to speak be a, directly to your character. Because you don't have to be a boring cookie cutter piece of shit. I know that my character is good, even if my sense of humor might be wildly offensive. Right. You know? right. So <laughs> I'm a good person, person, even though if my humor makes me a piece of shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> a piece of shit humor with good everything else. It's like Seth Rogen, though. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't do his laugh, but his laugh is awful. I can't but, either. But yeah, but no, but but you know, I'm a better person than I would have been. I would, I would have stayed a fucking criminal. You know, I would have been. God knows where I'd be. Yeah, I'd be just like my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd you'd you would be you would be not in a good spot. Yeah, no, sure. seriously. And that's the thing too is even talking to like like yeah, there's times where like you know kind of spec to the you know us venting like yeah like when we when we when we feel emboldened or we're like you know you know we'll kind of just fucking let it all out you know. But I have I have to give us credit is that I think partially through martial arts we do have a good a good ability some a lot of the time to um um you know. Like, again, like, take criticism or someone to be like, you know, like... Big time. Yeah, like, I'll call you out on something or you'll call me out on something and, like, we'll be like, you know what? We're like, yeah, 
You're, yeah, you're right. You're probably you know, right like, about like that. Be, like being able to like being able to call each other out and be able to like you know that that directly you know that's just one of the great tools that comes from the emotional and character integrity that that martial arts can help build if you're at a proper school is being able to call yourself out on bullshit, be able to hold yourself accountable, and be able to um, you know see how you're affecting other people and also take feedback. I mean, feedback is like feedback. It's it's very easy to just look at feedback as like. Oh, someone doesn't like my jeans. It's like no, no, no. It's like you're not understanding what feedback is. Feedback is like, it's like you like. It's like it's like your actions are like screaming, and then like you're in, and like the world is a cave, and the echoes are the feedback. So it's like how you interact with people, how people are responding to your actions, to your beliefs, to your intentions, to your words. You know, are you hurting people? Are you causing damage? Are you building stuff? You know, like. These are how you affect people and, and how you affect things in your lives or, you know, this, this isn't small. It's very easy to, to, to cause passive damage throughout your life by just kind of being half awake at the wheel and being like on, you know, bad early Tesla autopilot that like isn't, it's just like killing kids by accident, you know, you know, so it's, you know, it, rampaging through parking lots. <laughs> um, so it's just an outdoor concert. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, you know, so it's important to, to realize that, you know, just uh, just as, you know, using and using if you're a martial artist, using using that kind of metaphorical lens that martial arts allow, kind of lets you adopt where you can look at everything through the lens of martial arts of, you know, like, oh, if I do a block this way really hard, it may, you know, it may um, cause the person to tense up and not let me do the next technique. But if I'm soft first and then hard, you know, and then I'm able to, but kind of that same thing of like treating that with like, uh, relating it back to your actions. Like, oh, if I'm, if I'm doing this, what effect does this cause? It, is it giving me the proper outcome that I want? No. Okay. And I realized that through taking feedback from somebody, let me take that on the chin and then change my technique and change my approach so that I can get the outcome that I desire. So it's, it's all kind of very, you know, point A to point B type stuff, but, you know, that's what martial arts is, is it brings you back to kind of these very base human roots of failure and challenge and overcoming yourself and overcoming struggle in a very tangible way that I think just makes better people, right? you know, and, and we need more better people. It's a, it's a way that isn't, not everybody experiences the kind of yeah. stuff that we, we put ourselves through, yeah. you know, it, it's... It's very difficult, very physically demanding, you know? Like, it's very intense. And it will put you in a place mentally you've never been before. And I think going through that is uh, it produces a, a really positive result. It can really affect your character. You learn to be gentle. And you learn to be grateful for moments when you're not in extreme pain. <laughs> you know? Yep. And it's, it's, it's humbling. It truly is. Um, it's like Rogan says. Joe Rogan. He says, like, the way to make the world a better place is to have less losers. And it's like, Absolutely. You know, people who may have otherwise been losers through the martial arts can craft themselves into something great. Yeah. You know, because I would have been a fucking loser piece of shit. One hundred percent, same. Like it, it gives you, it gives you another avenue to mold yourself into. You know, it's almost, it's almost like a fast track in a sense of like it's a different. You know, oh, we have career, we have this, we have that, but martial arts is like this, this base layer of soil that just allows allows you to be kind of more fertile in a way of like a, a, a breeding more opportunity. I don't like these. I don't like. I don't like these breeding metaphors. It's like I'm saying them and I don't like. They're making me uncomfortable, and I'm they're coming out of my mouth. Anyway, brewing. Brew. Say brewing. brewing. It makes like your life. It, it makes your life more submissive and breedable. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. We uh, want a moist, breedable life. <laughs> right. But this no. is not the Reddit sub. The subreddit that I clicked on. <laughs> oh, no, but it is. 
Don't lie to yourself, Ed, you little slut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, 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 it kind of is like... Um, Maybe a buttress of sorts, like a, like an extra support for your life, like kind of like uh, a, buttress a buttress of, of sorts. Ah, uh, yes. a buttress of sorts. <laughs> um, I do love gothic architecture. <laughs> so you know, but again, like just as you said, you're a prime example of this. Of of you know, who knows, you know, you know what fucking ditch you could have been in. Honestly, like with you know. You know, or just you know, what fucking bad situation you would have been John in. John and I'd still be at Docs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Ryan is definitely the more innocent of the three. Docs is a dive bar we used to meet up at. Yeah, it was not a great place. It's just everybody. The beer, the beer is cheap, and everybody there is under the influence. And like you knew that I was degree. not walking the path if I ended up at Docs. Yeah, and that's I basically lived there for a number of years. You know, and I was still still be there if I wasn't doing this. You know, I really needed yeah. to get myself out of the situation. And that's in a way, Docs. Uh, Docs. Wow. Hang on. In a way, kung fu saved my life as well. Who knows what I, where I would be, how how much fatter I would have been, or if I'd even still be alive. You know, it gives it gives you like a good shake up. You know, it kind of shakes it shakes a lot of the rust off, and and through that shaking, kind of reawakens you to your potential, your character, but also just it's like it's like exercise. It's like having that having that that daily struggle during the week that also leads with you overcoming yourself but 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 what's interesting is that it's not just overcoming yourself it's through the process that that process of overcoming means you need to look at yourself martial arts is a is a uh integral like it's integral like there's a integral introspective element to martial arts where you kind of need to look at yourself to get better without a doubt because if you don't look at yourself and you get better then you just become a cocky monster and then you either get knocked out by someone who's better than you who is more humble and is going to humble you, because that's also kind of the, the the checks and balances of not only within a system of martial arts or a school, but also martial arts in general. Be like, hey, there's someone who's better than you, and there's someone who's going to fuck you up. So, like, don't act like that, because someone's going to fuck you up. And it's usually the quiet guy in the room who knows his ability, and usually people who train hard who know their ability are going to fuck you up. So, like... And they don't want to talk about it, either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, see if it yeah, doesn't yeah. like talk about martial arts to people. I yeah, think that's more cool. more people that are like more people. You talk to them about what they do, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's it, you know, you're like that that guy, that's a scary dude, not the guy yeah. that's like, oh yeah, I'll fucking I'll fucking you better watch out, bro. It's like no, I don't think I have to actually. But someone who's like, eh, you know, nah, man, I'm cool, you know, I'm good. Like that guy, the guy who's very low profile, that's the guy that fucking knows some shit. Right. That guy will fuck you up bad. Right, yeah, um, but I, I do love like my close buddies. Like I'll, I'll talk. So like they'll ask me, "How's Kung Fu going?" Like, "Oh, it's doing great." You know, I learned a new form and it's fun and stuff. And you know, but like uh, to use it like a cudgel, like to go like, "Yeah, I fucking know Kung Fu, bro." Like yeah. it's that's just no. That, to use that's it like counter. This this counter what we're doing here. To use it like the new Camaro you just leased. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. you like my guy with like a blazer and a t-shirt. You know? yeah. yeah, like my kung fu. It's like no, yeah, I think I'm, you're a douchebag. Actually, I'm not even at the point where I can talk shit. You know, like I'm, I'm not. Like, Nobody's and I never ever will. At the point where they, they, that's, yeah. that's the shit, thing. Don't that's the that, point. like you're all, you're. But that's the thing is you're is that's it's almost like it's that, but forever. <laughs> right, right. Because because it's like you see that as like a place that like hasn't been re- not that you want to reach it, but a place like oh, I'm not even at a point where I can do that. But it's like the real improvement is improving but never reaching a point where you where you feel cocky enough to say stuff like that all i'm saying you know? is i'm excited for the day where we have enough patrons where we can buy a bunch of gopros and start doing fucking like the youtube reaction videos to bad to bad kung fu stuff because <laughs> that you can talk shit about yeah absolutely i mean pointing out fake shit is hilarious 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, McDojo life is going to be the the honor honorary fifth but, uh, guest. <laughs> so, my, but my ultimate vision for like a big YouTube thing that we could do, um, and I want the listeners to kind of weigh in on this via the Discord, is if anybody remembers Mystery Science Theater three thousand, <laughs> I want to do that, but with bad kung fu movies. Yep. You know, you know what I'm talking that, about. That could yeah. be a live event too. Mystery even. Science Theater three thousand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People like the chat thing, like yeah, live we on YouTube. Stream. We could stream. You go on Twitch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think, I, think our, I think our first movie just needs to be Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yes, Dude, please. oh my god, what a classic. I've, never, movie, I've actually never seen it. Oh my it god, is it's so funny. tremendous. Oh, it's enormous, dude. That that movie is still funny. You have it's, to see it. You have to see it. They, they, literally, they literally, I think, how they did it was they just took a actual old Kung Fu martial arts movie and they just imposed... A like 1980s like white actor into it, just a regular white dude. <laughs> and then he, so he's just interacting like he's just there, and it's none of the subtitles are right. It is <laughs> they, they 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 put they they fake dub over all the Chinese people. It is probably in today's day and age horrifically offensive, but it is just it is buffoonery. It's just <laughs> yeah. absolute like there's a fight scene in ridiculousness. There's a fight scene with a cow. Yeah, perfect. Uh, he's I gotta use gopher chucks, and he's got yeah. two fucking gophers roped together, and there's a gopher cam where you're like flying around in the air as a gopher. It's fucking hilarious. At the main martial arts school, there's one guy who's like when the white guy comes in, and the and the and he's like, you know, and and the, the student comes up, he's like, he's like, master, he's 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 disrespecting our school and our system. Let me fight him. And and for some reason, they just make that guy have squeaky shoes. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the guy who's shoes. And the master's are always like, enough squeaky. with this squeaky shoes. And then he's like, <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, you can fight him. He goes, we trained him wrong as joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they just trained someone incorrectly, like as a joke. <laughs> You know, but it's like the movie's fucking ridiculous. But oh my anyway, God. We can, I could go on and on about that. We, yeah, know we'll save who it for you the are as a martial artist, and uh, let it help. let it let it color who you are as a person. Don't let it define yeah, let who it you are in, as a let person. It, let it just bleed into other things and accent right. it. Let, let it, it accent yeah, you exactly. Let it let it let it be let it be the the um the pastels to your painting. Ooh. You know, no doubt, no doubt. I like that. We're good. I, I feel I feel it's a good place to end it. I feel pretty good. Also, we worked out today and it was rough. Yay. Yeah, without a doubt. So if you want me, I, I can. <laughs> we were gonna we were gonna break down the workouts, but it just feels so pretentious every time we're like, uh, so like I went to the gym today and I did like forty five push ups. Yeah, we, we don't have to. Uh, I think we, uh, yeah. we went for over an hour easy. So yeah, yeah we'll, we, we'll, we'll we'll post stuff about working. Yeah, out. we we trained for a couple hours, we'll, guys. We'll, we're gonna try to keep making it real. We filmed some stuff. I gotta edit stuff together. It's just it's a lot. So uh, yeah. thank you guys for for sticking with us, for bearing with us, for understanding that we get to do this one day out of our now set you know seven day work weeks including podcasting you know what i mean like so yeah so thank you guys for being with us thank you guys for listening please support the show if you so choose and if it's within your budget um and stay tuned for some awesome yeah. merch website coming soon website coming, soon. Content coming, up, coming up just thank you all we really appreciate yeah, it and uh join the discord and let us know what you want to hear us talk about next all right so thank you to our listeners thank you to our patrons and thank you to our discord members this has been the Martial Mind Podcast. Yeah.